Welcome back, everybody, to our series prediction episode. We got a four-game set down in Houston, my current town between the Red Sox and the Astros. In game one, we have James Paxton facing off against Christian Javier. Nick, who do you have in game one of this series? Cody, I'm curious. Have you seen the YouTube show when we do our little thing back and forth? I've caught snippets of it here and there. I can't say that I'm batting a thousand. What's funny on it is this past week, trying to be bulletin board material. And I thought the Yankees may end up sweeping the Red Sox, just how the season and everything would go. So I'm going back and forth in my mind right now and say, do I want to continue to be the bulletin board master and keep proving them wrong? I think I do. I think I'm going to go with Houston on this first game. Javier's had a pretty decent season. He's eight and two so far, and he's going up against Paxton, who's been pretty steady, you know, as a, as a, as a person that's in that rotation. Javier's got a four, four, nine ERA in 23 games. I just think at what you're going to see here from Houston is a better team than the Red Sox. And I think that's, what's going to unfortunately happen this week. And we're going to come back to reality here a little bit. I am going Houston game one. All righty. Terry, who do you got? Game one of the series. It's a tough matchup. Um, you know, I don't think I don't think the Astros are necessarily a good matchup for Paxton, but uh, Javier actually hasn't had a good last few games. Miami got to him. He only lasted four and two thirds, gave up four earned in that game, only struck out two. And the Red Sox are a lineup that you want to strike out because if they're hitting the ball, they're putting it in play a lot of the time. And they've certainly done that um, as of late. They did it in the Kansas City series, not quite as well against the Nationals, uh, and then certainly hit the Yankees really good. So I'm going to give a slight edge to the Red Sox in this series, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if Paxton does get roughed up. So it's not my most confident pick, but I, I will give it to the Red Sox. Javier is definitely a, a strikeout merchant of the staff. He's got 112 on the season. And, you know, I think that doesn't go up necessarily very well against the Red Sox. We don't strike out uh, a lot very often. We're the type of lineup that likes to grind out at bats, foul off pitches, get that, get that pitch count up. I think if the Red Sox are going to take any of the games of this series, um, Terry, as you mentioned, doesn't line up well uh, team to team. Um, that ballpark is a bandbox, you know, short field in both left and right. But if the Red Sox are going to get one, it's got to be game one. I see this as the most winnable game, in my opinion. So I like the Red Sox in game one. Looking at game two, we got Hauk against Verlander. Hauk's first game back since you know that awful incident. Good to see him back on the mound. Hopefully he's feeling a lot better. Nick, who do you have for game two? You're very happy to see Hulk come back. Terry and I were big advocates at the beginning of this year that we wanted him in the rotation. We felt that he was a better fit into that rotation at the start of this year. And then, you know, the ball hits him off the face and very, uh, very lucky that he's be able to even pitch again this season. But that's my positive take on that spin. Justin Verlander versus Hulk. I just can't go with Hulk right out of the gate here. As much as I like the guy, Justin Verlander is the proven ace here that the Astros traded for. Since he's come back to the Astros, he's had three starts. 
He did lose his first one out against the Yankees. The next two, so he's faced the LA Angels, and he's also faced the Miami Marlins. In the Angels series, he went six innings, gave up three runs. Last out, he went against Miami, and he went five innings, gave up four runs. It's not the same Justin Verlander from years past. He's definitely hittable and everything, but I do think that the Astros will take game two in this uh, in this game. Not a ton to add uh, from me. I You got Tanner Houck, who's trying to make it as a starting pitcher, and his rehab starts look pretty good. He didn't really get tattooed at all uh, in Worcester, but he's pitching against a Greek god, uh, essentially. And uh, Verlander, like Javier, not too good in the, in the Marlins series, but... Verlander is having a pretty decent year. The strikeouts aren't quite uh, what they were last year, but still, uh, you know, he's a KG veteran, and I think he'll navigate this Red Sox lineup pretty well. Uh, I'll much more confidently pick uh, the Astros in game two. I think it's going to be a sweep for the Astros in game two as well. I think it's going to be too much for, for how to overcome that first game back. going to be a little bit jittery. Um, and obviously that Astros lineup is, is very stout. And Verlander has pitched, you know, notoriously very well against the Red Sox. Maybe not necessarily record-wise. He's 5-6 and six against us in 19 career starts. But the numbers that I care about is that 2.87 ERA career against the, the Red Sox, whether that be, you know, in Houston or Detroit. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit too much for us to overcome. So I have Houston as well. Looking at game three, we have Chris Sale against Jose Urquidy. Nick, who do you have in game three? You said it right, Cody. You did it. We need to throw a party now for it. This is an interesting one for me. Every time I say Sale is going to come out, he's going to do his job. I go dig myself in a hole. So this time I'm going to say, Chris Sale's not going to be as sharp as we expected here. It's probably not going to be the, the greatest outing, at least in my eyes, from it. Urquidy is hittable. He's 2-3. and three. He's got a high ERA on the air, 5-2-9. This one, if the Red Sox are able to find a way offensively to get it done, I'll give him that. But pitching-wise, I still am not at that point where I can trust Chris Sale uh, consistently. I really need to see what he can do to – maneuver any kind of movement here in a playoff spot so i can't trust sale yet i can't so i'm gonna go with the astros again for game three the uh let's see tropicana field or tropicana yeah that is what it's called right no minute made ah i got my orange juices mixed up (laughs) minute made park um, that is Chris Sale's house of horrors. <laughs> he has just gotten utterly destroyed. It's like Ace Ventura falling into the shark tank and then coming out of the bathroom with his clothes, like mostly ripped off by the shark. And, uh, the shark is played by Jose Altuve. Who's like two and two feet shorter than Chris Sale. Um, but yeah, so this isn't the place for him uh, to pitch historically. 
didn't look good against the the Nationals. Um, had and that's not a good team for him uh, either, by the way. Um, walked three. His command wasn't uh, very good uh, throughout that start. Talking about Chris Sale. And I just, the Astros really, despite not having a great record, have been hitting pretty well uh, the last couple of weeks. They're sixth in, in OPS in, in MLB. So I just feel like Sale's probably at best going to labor through this. Maybe he can hold them to two or three runs. Wouldn't be surprised if they put up a five spot on him. Uh, and get him out of there at some point in the fourth inning. Also, uh, I mean, Urquidy hasn't, you know, he hasn't, his last outing was only two two innings. So it was either an open or just a, a long relief appearance. And then he did pitch on August 13th, five innings of uh, just one run ball, seven strikeouts against the Angels. So I, I don't know why his uh, last outing was so brief, but but I, I don't think the Red Sox, I, I think he'll probably keep the Red Sox off balance. And at the end of the day, the Astros have the sixth best, fifth or sixth best bullpen in Major League Baseball. And, and they have for quite a while. Their bullpen's been a strong point for them. Uh, so I'm going to take the Astros in game three. Uh, game two, excuse me. Or is that three? I'm sorry. It is game three. <laughs> I'm all yeah. over the place for the preview. Ah. I thought you were talking about Travacana as well, because I don't think Chris Sale pitches very well indoors just in general. I know that uh, Minute Maid does get loud, and you know you stole my thunder right back. I was going to talk about Minute Maid being Chris Sale's house of horrors, right? I think this game is, is less about what the Red Sox can do, or sorry, less about what the Astros need to do and more about what the Red Sox can do. Um, I don't think Chris Sale is going to – going to walk in here and be vintage Chris Sale that we know and love him to be. I think he gets roughed up and, you know, you get a couple of lazy fly balls to left or right that maybe sneak out for, for home run or Altuve smashes one off of uh, the railroad. And, and that's kind of all she wrote. So I have Houston in game three as well. So that takes us to game four. We have Brian Bale against JP France. Nick, what do you got? Sweep for the Astros. Sorry. Don't mean to say it, but I just don't think that the Red Sox are going to give us much after this series. JP France, just so we know record-wise, so everybody doesn't want to say, look at this hater over here. JP France has been one of their most solid pitchers all season. So just looking at his July and August numbers, he was 4-0 with a 230 ERA for July. He is now 2-1 with a 220. Last start out against Seattle, he was the tough luck loser going six innings with giving up just two earned runs. Bale was very, very good in his last start out against the Yankees, but the Astros have a far superior team than the Yankees. So I am giving the edge to the Astros in this. Hey, Red Sox, I hope you listen to this podcast, and I hope you hear my takes. I hope I'm public enemy number one with now calling for another sweep. So be it. Let's see it. Prove me wrong. 
So admittedly, I'm, I'm not that familiar with JP France. He happens to be a rookie and he's 28 years old. So kind of a late bloomer coming out of nowhere. He was drafted out of Mississippi State in 2018 in the 14th round of the draft. 432nd overall. So leave it to the Astros to like strike gold in the 14th round uh, with uh, a starting pitcher. Like Nick said, I mean, he has been so solid uh, most of the season and uh, certainly in his last few starts struck out seven Seattle Mariners uh, in his most recent outing. So the Red Sox don't really have many looks at him. I do agree, Bayo, this is probably not a good matchup for him. It's not a good atmosphere either. I mean, Minute Maid Park, it's just the Astros have a hell of a home field advantage there. And um, I don't, if runners are getting on base, I don't know that he's going to be getting out of these jams with the double plays that he has been getting out of them with. And I'm going to take the Astros in this series three games to one. I, too, am going to take the Astros in game four, making it a three to one series victory for the Astros. Uh, Bayo has been a ground ball pitcher, and he hasn't kept that ball on the ground recently. And any ball that gets in the air and, and Houston has a chance to leave. Uh, J.P. France has obviously had a tremendous season. I think this could be, you know, hopefully, knock on wood, a tough luck loss for Bayo at best. Um, I think that's best case scenario for us. He has not pitched very well. His last outing against the Yankees was obviously uh, very nice to see, but definitely not one uh, that gives you a lot of confidence moving forward against a team like Houston. So I have the Astros in game four. Would you gentlemen like to add anything else for the series prediction episode? Alrighty. Well, that'll wrap it up for us here tonight. We want to thank all of our loyal listeners and to our first time listeners as well. We appreciate all of you, whether you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple podcast, we thank you. Everyone have a great night and take care.